And that's just why I think Pikachu's bondage idea is just, it's, it's gotten out of hand. He has a problem that <laughs> little electric mouse and his bags have gotten too far. And I'm just not into it. I'm just not in. Oh shit, we're recording. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Shift Gone for the Head, the only Marvel podcast on the internet worth listening to. I'm your co-host, Jack. And as always, I am with my good friend, my podcast equal, if not better. And that is... That's me, Rhiannon. Oh, these these intros are getting better. I I feel important. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, yeah, by the end of it, it's just going to be me talking about how great of a co-host you are. For oh yeah. Topic in next week's episode. I'm like I'm never going to return that favor. Like it's just going to oh. be like all the praise to me. You know. Um. <laughs> Your ego won't allow you to just like throw it back at Jack at any point. That's the birthday episode right there, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, on this week's episode hold- of... Sh- sh- oh, yeah. Sorry, you were going to say? I was gonna- oh, no, I was going to say, I just hold on to it for a whole year. You just get one episode where I say nice things, you know? It's not even like it's not even like a whole episode. It's the intro. You're like, you know what, Jack? You're pretty okay podcast host. And then, <laughs> you're so, pretty G. <laughs> you're, you know what? You're not terrible. And I start openly weeping on air. Just like tears <laughs> flowing, like ugly crying. <laughs> you mean it? You mean I'm not bad at the job? <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're, 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 good, you're a good podcast host. Tears going everywhere. Anyway, um, this week we got news on Craven. We got news on casting. We got a fucking Modoc show to review. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be tits. It's gonna be the bomb. We got so much to talk about, including a nice new Eternals trailer. So, yeah. can we jump right into it? Yeah, no problem. Cool, 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 cool. As you can tell, the coffee is hitting my system. Because as as I told Rhiannon off air, and I probably shouldn't talk about it on air again, but this is the second or third episode I'm doing sober. So I got a new job, so I'm working sober for this episode. So we're going to see how that turns <laughs> out. We're going to tell if the two cups of coffee I shotgunned right before the show has any effect on me. As you can tell, I mean, like, genius. I... I, I don't know to be like still concerned by the amount of coffee consumed or just be happy that uh, this is no longer uh, contributing towards uh, your alcohol consumption. Um. I mean, that is fair. That is a way to look at it. And that said, another way to look at it is my hand hasn't stopped shaking since we started the show. Like like the flash oh where I'm about to vibrate through the laptop. Okay, so... <laughs> Speaking of the Flash, or in this case, Quicksilver, uh, news has come out this week that Aaron Taylor Johnson, star of classic films such as Godzilla 2014 and Avengers Age of Ultron, and never mind that, kick ass as well. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, ah, oh, there's absolutely nothing else he was in, you know? <laughs> he was in no other comic book movie ever, not, not one of my favorite movies of all time, kick ass. Um, as Craven the Hunter, the Spider Man villain, set star in a standalone Sony movie. Man, I slurred my way through that one. I'm not even Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, really, yeah, for the um, audience, do you want to tell people what the difference between a Sony Marvel movie and a regular Marvel movie is? Just in case they're like, oh, he's going to be in fucking The Avengers or whatever. Wasn't he already in one? Marvel movies uh, from the, like, the Marvel Studios? Uh, I think the difference is that they're actually good. Oh god, I missed it. Someone came in, so I was like, I mean, I've left for my seat for a second. 
like a big cat fan. <laughs> all I um, all I said was the difference was that you know the the Mar- the Marvel movies from Marvel Studios are actually good. Um, to be fair, Venom is one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces of all time. Like it is, it goes citizen, it goes Paddington two, Citizen Kane, then Venom in like the top three movies of all time, obviously. <laughs> Paddington 2. I've, I wanted to talk about this on the show for a while, actually. Paddington 2 is the best reviewed movie of all time. So, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, where there's like a ranking system of like 100%. So, there's 100%. Um, all re- reviews, 100% of them said it was good, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Basically, number one on that list was always um, fucking Citizen King, because, you know, it's a masterpiece and it's, a, it's Rosebud. Yeah, it's yeah. The greatest movie of all time. But. As of last week or the week before, one bad review from the 60s turned up, like an old-timey review like from a newspaper that oh shit-talked Citizen Kane. So it knocked it from 100% good reviews to 99% good reviews, yeah. which knocked it way down the list of good remo- review movies, moving Paddington Bear up to number one. Oh my but God. here's the thing. The difference between Paddington Bear and the next movie down isn't one review like it was for Citizen Kane. It's 3,000 more reviews. So Paddington Bear has 3,000 more reviews than the next closest contender. So it's never going to be... It's like, you have to release the greatest movie of all time to beat Paddington Bear 2 now. Why is Paddington Bear 2 so well-reviewed? What is going on here? Apparently, it's just a super wholesome movie. It's like, it's nothing revolution. It's just like, it's like a good time, apparently. That's you know what? That's fair. It is Paddington Bear. It's just, um, it's just so funny to me that like Citizen Kane, this like revolutionary masterpiece that reifying cinema, has been dethroned yeah. by a little bear in a rain jacket and a big hat. <laughs> oh my god. But sorry, back to Orson, the Hunter. Orson Welles turning in his grave somewhere. Um he's, he's been spinning in that grave ever since he like his audio was used for Transformers the movie. <laughs> That's the last. That's the <laughs> that's last fair. performance of the great Orson Welles is a big Transformers planet, and it's like <laughs> one of the worst Transformers movies. And that's saying something because Michael Bay has made a lot of bad ones. Oh God, it's just oh, they're oh, yeah, they're so bad. So basically, they're pulling a Joker on us, but this time it's with Craven the Hunter. Yeah, they, they, you know, Sony just continued to fuck with like the timeline i suppose of just going like hey you know this actor that was already in the mcu we're getting him to play a completely different character it's further cementing the fact that these people are not going to fucking cross over with the mcu um i love the idea that like kevin feige comes out and he's just like yeah no um venom isn't in the mcu and sony gets so pissy that they go and find an mcu actor he's like you know fine if we're not going to be in the mcu we're going to get your all your actors and put them in our movies anyway we're gonna we're gonna take that that actor that didn't show up in WandaVision. We're gonna have him in our universe. Haha. What if that's why he didn't turn up in WandaVision? Because he was trapped on the Sony headquarters. <laughs> they, they fucking they got Aaron Taylor Johnson tied up with all the PS5s they're refusing to release. They're all like in the Sony basement. Oh my god, oh my. I need to spout out my water at the PlayStation one. Uh, <laughs> but no, what do you um, mean? There's a shortage. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely def- not low. We're definitely not releasing low stock, so you invest more time and money into trying to get them. We're definitely not using scarcity to market value. Wait, yeah, wait. this is 
you know, like this is no next generation console. Everyone's in a lockdown. Prime time to buy a console. But we clearly went like missed the mark completely and really, really <laughs> fucked up the numbers. Oh God. I just yeah. how do you fuck up something that badly like? Anyway, uh, the same way Sony Pictures are gonna fuck this Craven the Hunter movie up, I assume. Oh yeah. To be fair, like it's, and I don't want to be mean because anything can be good. Joker has proven that like you can make pretty much anything into a movie by itself. That said, Craven the Hunter's whole deal is he's a like a man who puts a furry lion suit on to hunt a yeah. Spider Man. But like, yeah, you're you're I... definitely not getting Spider Man in this movie. It's a standalone Craven movie. I was going to say, because, like, Craven the Hunter, there's nothing, I can't really think of anything, like, say, like, a storyline or a story moment or something that is associated with him that would be considered, like, oh, like, iconic comic book stuff, you know? The the Um, only iconic stuff is Craven's Last Hunt. But that is a Spider-Man yeah. story. Once again. That's a Spider-Man story, yeah. Raven's last hunt, he hunts down Spider-Man, beats him up, buries him alive, and then proves that he'd be a better Spider-Man. And then when Spider-Man comes back and Craven realizes he isn't as good of a Spider-Man, he shoots himself in the head. My God. He, fucking, he takes his own life because he knows he's won, because he's like, I've made you better. And then shoots himself in the head. God, he takes God. Spider-Man out of that story. That's just about a crazy man who thinks his life is complete and shoots himself while dressed as a lion, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really tough one with that. Um, just like, although to be fair, we we have said before on the show, like you can take a kind of more obscure character and make a good film out of it. Like Guardians of the Galaxy are always going to be an example of that. Yeah. Um, but like the Guardians have. I don't want to say a clear rogues gallery, but they've got like, you can put them up against space themed bad guys. Who do you yeah. put Craven up against? Is, is he just fighting a lion? Is it just like sp- two and a half hours of him being hunted by a different lion themed villain? Like, what, what do you yeah. do? Yeah, it's, it's weird because yeah, I guess the everyday argument of Guardians of the Galaxy is that they were their own kind of, they're, they're their own kind of established team. Kind of indivi- uh, individuals and stuff, uh, but like Craven is a Spider-Man villain. So how do you do Craven without Spider-Man? I mean, like, have they said they're not having Spider-Man in it? And it's well, always was. The wording is standalone Craven movie. Yeah. So like, if they were like, oh, it's a Spider-Man movie and Craven's there, like if he's going to be in Far From Home or whatever. But like, there's no indication of Spider-Man turning up. What if? Yeah. Hear me out. It, the big twist is he's hunting Venom. Uh, I could be down uh, for that. I, I would be down for that. I, I, I would watch two right, two and a half hours. It's set in the jungle. Just like Predator. Craven's being stalked by like this, this creepy alien monster. They don't know what's going on. And like his whole team gets taken out. He's just this Russian survivalist guy who happens to be dressed like a lion man. Not letting that go. He has to wear the, if he doesn't wear a vest made of a lion's head, I'll be so mad. So fucking he's hiding, he's waiting, and then all of a sudden the big third act reveal is the monster that's been hunting him the whole time is Carnage. Ooh. Tie them all together. Sony cinematic universe right there. I don't 
I don't want the Sony Cinematic Universe, though. <laughs> you telling me you don't want a Craven, Venom, and fucking Morbius, the Living Vampire to cross Not over. from Sony. <laughs> Are you telling me you don't want a two and a half hour movie where Tom Hardy's Venom just beats up Jared Leto? He's not even Morbius in this one. It's just Jared Leto. <laughs> no, I'd watch, watch that. that. Yeah. No, <laughs> Oh, just imagine how cathartic it would be for two and a half hours to see him just beat up Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, if I was running Sony, that's that's like my first executive. <laughs> oh, right, um, God. Moving on from that, we have another confirmation of character. And this uh-huh. is a weird one, because we've talked about it before on the show, but it turns out it was a rumor the whole time. It hadn't been confirmed. But it's one of those things where you've heard it so much, you just assume that it's true. Yeah. So Marvel has come out this week and cast Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight, officially. Yeah, I didn't realize that wasn't, like, 100% confirmed. Um, Ariana, yeah, for anyone, I mean, anyone listening who doesn't know who Moon Knight is, can you just, um, like, remind the audience what or who Moon Knight please, is? Please, please, if you're are. a regular listener, you know who Moon Knight is, because we, we, we are big fans of, of Moon Knight on this show, let me tell ya. Um, Moon Knight is basically kind of Marvel's answer to Batman in a sense. Now he's like obviously not big enough. He's not as big as Batman and stuff, but he's he's a rich guy that goes around with like gadgets and stuff and like stops crime and stuff. But you know like how Batman should be a crazy man because he dresses as a bat and he basically beats up people within an inch of their life. Moon Knight is Batman. But an actual crazy man, like he is actually insane, and I kind of love that. Slightly further, right? It's just he's yeah. he is, he's like he's got split personalities, and like sometimes he's like Mister Knight, and he's like this gentleman like suit guy, and then he's Moon Knight, and he's more like Batman, and then he's like a taxi driver sometimes. Yeah, no, he's 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 just Batman. But if Batman, like, if they fully leaned into the fact that Batman is batshit fucking insane like the M- moon knight is just that um yeah and he gets his powers from like the egyptian moon god or something but here's um, the thing that might just be a figment of his imagination because of his psychosis so like yeah. there's a theory that there is no moon god giving him powers he's just so insane he's made this up for himself to justify beating up poor people or whatever Oh, uh, yeah, so I, it, as I said, I always kind of love it for that, you know? Um, I also love there's, like, a panel from a comic that is just a meme I love, and it's just, like, it's like, it's like, Dracula, you goddamn coward, where's my money? Here's the thing, Moon Knight started out as, like, this character who took on werewolves, it's like, you know, a, a, a werewolf hunter who's moon-themed. That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. But then he became, like, more of a Batman character. But because yeah. how insane and how he has different personalities and shit, you can do, like, stories where he's fighting Dracula and vampires and, like, werewolves. And then you can also just do stories where he's taking on mob bosses and shit. Like, you... There's yeah. stories where he's fighting ghosts and stories where he's just fighting guys. And it's a really fun contrast. But they all kind of work because he's insane. Yeah, I, I yeah, I suppose. Um, I guess that was going to be my next question of like, you know, with Moon Knight, do you do kind of these fantastical elements, or do you keep them more grounded to like, let's say, like a street level crime kind of thing, like Batman? I think, I think the fun part because it's going to be a series, not a movie. 
I think every yeah. episode should be a different personality. So oh, in the first episode, it's like regular Moon Knight. He's fighting like thugs or whatever. And then the second episode is Mr. Knight. And he's solving a murder mystery. And the third one, he's like the fucking ancient like ghost monster hunter. And he's like fighting demons or whatever. And then it's back to Moon Knight. You intercut between the three of them. Yeah. That would be like, that could be a fun way to keep like each episode interesting. You're like, which personality is going to be? And maybe like each of their stories crosses over with the other ones, even though they're all the same guy kind of thing. Yeah. Be, yeah, definitely. Like, it's the opposite of the Craven thing. Where with Craven the Hunter, there's very little I can imagine you could do with a movie about that. There's, there's a bit, mm-hmm. but there's not an awful lot. With Moon Knight, yeah. there's enough for like six seasons on a movie. Like there's so much you can do with Moon Knight. No, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it because I, I think this is something we, we've, we've said before uh, in conversation, but it's like when, when like the Netflix shows were at their peak kind of thing, like Moon Knight like we were like what if we got a netflix show of moon knight and like had the whole different personality thing it would it, i thought that i think that would have been pretty neat that would but, be um, so and now now is the time if ever to get moon knight fuck throw yeah. daredevil in there as well like moon knight yeah. would be the perfect show to bring back the netflix characters in like you could have netflix yeah. daredevil turn up in a moon knight episode no problem yeah even have uh, him fight I mean, iron fist or like luke cage that'd be sick have mr knight go up against luke cage that'd be so cool yeah, that's just the fanboy inside of me. Should we move on <laughs> to the next piece of news? Yeah. Just keep it yeah, trucking. Probably. Okay. Um, Secret Invasion has added more people to its cast. This is probably going to be one of the best cast Marvel shows so far. Because, like, already I'm going to read off who we got. We got Mads Mikkelsen. We got fucking um, Samuel Jackson. We have... Yeah. Who's the girl who plays Daenerys? Um, oh, Emily Clarkson? Uh, Amelia Clarkson. Billy Clarkson. Um, and now they're adding, what is it? Christopher McDonald. And if, if that name doesn't ring a bell, have you ever seen the movie Happy Gilmore? Yeah. You know the bad guy from Happy Gilmore? The guy who's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like his golfing like rival, the old man. He's like, he's, like, he's oh a real God. son of a bitch kind of guy. That guy. He's got like a creepy ass smile and he's like, he's real like 90s villain-esque. He's yeah, joining yeah, the yeah. cast of Secret Invasion, and I'm so excited for that. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, that man already looks like a scroll. Like you don't need to put CGI, just paint him green. <laughs> he's a really fun actor. He's in a bunch of stuff, but like Happy Gilmore is the first one that comes to mind. So it's gonna be <laughs> fun to see him in Secret. The more people they add, the more I'm like, okay, I'm a little more interested in Secret Invasion. A little mm-hmm. bit. I hope they like fully commit to it and you bring in like bring back like Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. for a cameo and then reveal it's just scrolls pretending to be those two. Or like yeah, something yeah. like that. Because that's how Secret Invasion went in the comics. It's a bunch of scrolls, the guys from Captain Marvel, turning into other superheroes and pretending to be different versions of heroes and blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm wondering how they'll do Secret Invasion considering like the scrolls like aren't like bad guys in this universe. So <laughs> You see, they weren't bad guys last time we saw them, but that was back in the yeah. 90s. So, like, it's been nearly 30 years since they've been, like, on Earth. Or, like, maybe they've been on Earth for 30 years, so maybe they've changed. Maybe they want to take La- over now. Last time we saw them was Homecoming, because we had the scrolls pretending to be Fury and... Oh, uh, shit, you're right. I, com- I completely forgot about that. But even yeah. then, you could still just be like, oh, there's a bad scrolls. There's good scrolls and bad scrolls, blah, blah, blah. 
Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Nick Fury's leading the secret invasion. Maybe Nick Fury's maybe, like finally maybe he is. I assumed he, he was out there hanging with the scrolls in space, you know? So, uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting one to see. I'm, I'm excited for this show. I, I'm genuinely up for like 11 episodes of Samuel Jackson and Mads Mikkelsen. Not Mads Mikkelsen. And um, who's the other scroll guy? Dad, tell us. Oh, God. It's like a big I, name actor. Um, yeah, I, I know his name. I just can't. Oh, it's, one it's I'll, not... I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. One sec. Yeah, because I, <laughs> um, I'm, try- I'm trying to, because I remember one time I was watching just some movies with uh, my boyfriend and we ended up watching, was I think like the last half of Captain Marvel and then we ended up watching Rogue One later in the day and it was the same actor because he oh, also plays it's that ben guy Mendelsohn. Rogue One. Ben. Ben Mendelsohn, ben, the, the, the big kid yes. boy from Rogue One. Also, yeah. Rogue One, not going to lie, maybe the best Star Wars movie. It's Just my like favorite off-topic. Star Wars movie. It's same. It's so fucking good. That Vader scene is worth the price of admission alone. Like where he's just cutting oh, yeah. fuckers down in the hallway and he's like, he's like a Frankenstein and a Terminator and he's just ripping through guys like it's nothing yeah hey you you know why it's a good star wars movie because it has barely anything to do with the skywalker saga and you see we've never really we haven't talked much about mandalorian on the show but i love the mandalorian baby yoda dave filoni all great stuff that said the more i think about it and spoilers for season two the big reveal at the end is fucking when everyone's in trouble and there's no way out. Luke Skywalker just rocks up with his laser sword and cuts some motherfuckers down and then yeets yeah. out of there with Baby Yoda. I was kind of like, oh, we're okay. Oh, thank goodness we spent two seasons building up all these characters so they can be completely useless in the last ten minutes and have our deus ex machina of a hero turn up and save them. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. I was like, oh, it's Luke Skywalker. I was like, I was kind of enjoying that the series was a bit separate to the Skywalker saga, but okay, does this mean Grogu fucking dies? Ah! Kylo Ren just killed Grogu. Now, but fucking, what gets me is this is the Knights of Ren. Anyway. So cute. What if he's one of the Knights of Ren? No, but um, what gets me. This is the equivalent if Falcon and the Winter Soldier in that last episode were like the towers under attack and like they're they're taking away all the fucking political leaders of the group or whatever. And then instead of Falcon coming through the window, it was just old man Steve Rogers. Yeah. It's on the your equivalent left. of that. And then he just saves everyone and there's no need for Bucky and Falcon. Like Yeah. Also, it's really funny to imagine he's still like 120 years old or whatever. He's just like He's hobbling well, me... towards Batroff to leap her to fight him. <laughs> I, I, I can do this all day. Oh, where am I? <laughs> Darren, what no. are you doing here? Oh, I'm your uncle now. Hello. What do you mean you're a power broker? Oh, no. All right, all right. Uh, moving on. Look, I'm going to be honest. I made some mistakes. And, you know, it's... <laughs> I'm your uncle now. Let's not make things weird. It's, oh, fuck. It's, there's got to be a moment where, like, Peggy introduces her niece, and we've talked about this before, to, like, her boyfriend, Steve Rogers. It probably takes, like, a different name, Roger Stevenson or something. But, um, yeah. and he just must, have, like, try not to make eye contact. He was like, oh, uh, hey, oh, yeah. nice to meet you. Um, 
Oh, poor- oh god, poor wholesome Steve is made so uncomfortable by the whole situation, like, you know? Oh, so- it's actually less uncomfortable than the time he met his old rival, the Red Skull, like, just on Boromir flying around. Yeah, he's just like, oh god, I kissed my niece, oh no. Okay, um, moving on from one awkward time in Marvel to another somewhat awkward time in Marvel, and that is... We have an Eternals trailer, baby. Well, it's a teaser. I bet you we're gonna it's get another a teaser. trailer. We're gonna get a, like another trailer in a month's time. They're gonna be like Eternals trailer one. Like no, you yeah. This is, this is a full trailer. This is two and a half minutes. This is a trailer, guys. Well, how do I say it's a teaser because, like, they establish some stuff, but like we we still don't really know what the fuck's going on. Uh, yeah, they're just like, look at all these actors we got. Kit Harrington is here. Also, that other guy from Game of Thrones. Is Kit Harrington even in the trailer? I've I've only watched the trailer. I once believe on I believe that we see a shot of his face in it. Um, he's gonna be the Black Knight. The spoilers isn't an eternal, an, an, an eternal, but like mm-hmm. it's, he's gonna be the Black Knight, which is kind of sick, by the way. Have, like, actually, he's gonna be the Black Knight. Oh, that's gonna be rad, <laughs> isn't it? Like. Why didn't we see that? I know they're holding that for the movie, but fucking, I want to see Jon Snow as the fucking Black Knight. That's so cool. Oh, uh, yeah. that's rad. See, this does another bit of what I call Marvel timeline retconning. And I've been yeah. thinking about this for a while. I'm kind of sick of it, but that makes any sense. So, like, uh, when we get to Captain, the first Captain America movie, the reveal is, oh, there was this guy in the 1940s and he was basically the first superhero and he like fought the Nazis and he fought Hydra and then he got frozen and disappeared and he's somewhere in the history books and maybe there's a reference to him here or there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And then we get to fucking Ant-Man. And in Ant-Man, they're like, oh yeah, no, fuck. Um, there's been su- there's been these 60s superheroes who would shrink and grow really fast and big. They, and like, they, were, they were secret government agents, though. Oh, see, that's the thing. They're secret, so we'll, we'll let that slide as well. Yeah, yeah. Black Panther. Oh no, there was Black Panther. There was like a bunch of them before T'Challa, and like some of them even came to America. Okay, that's a yeah. secret mission. We probably didn't know about that. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, in the nineties, there was a woman who flew around and shot lasers. We just never bring it up, even though one of the guys <laughs> knows her. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me now. What was that? Oh yeah, and in the nineteen forties, sorry, in the nineteen fifties, there was this big Hydra base that blew up, and then there was another organization called Leviathan, and Peggy Carter fought them. Oh, did that happen? How come no one ever brings that up? Huh. Oh god, yeah. And I... so one of these said, "Wait, there's been wizards the whole time." So it brings up the idea that they keep adding to the timeline, like, "Oh no, this also happened back in the day." But either the Eternals are really, really forgettable. Like, something happened, or they're just really shit and nobody remembers them. <laughs> Clearly, they're these godlike beings who fought at Babylon and, like, loads of different times throughout time. We're even yeah. getting back to the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. We see in the trailer they're outside of Babylon and, like, they're fighting throughout history. But they're either really shit or people just weren't taking enough notes. Because, like... If yeah, a man it's... with super speed turned up back then, everyone would have like talked about it or wrote about it. It's we would it's have a some tough... evidence. It's a tough one because it's like, oh, maybe they like pretended to be the gods, but the gods were fucking real as well. Yeah, Which Thor's just... around already. <laughs> Thor's around already. The Greek gods are real, like yeah, you know. Fucking... In... Oh, it's, it's just 
How come fucking when it they're brings making up a lot of questions? Um, when Fury's putting together his Avengers team, he should be like, oh yeah, there's writings about these guys. Here they are in the 40s, here they are in the 50s, here they are in the fucking outside of Babylon fighting off the hordes. Like, yeah, it's, it's the same problem I have with wizards. I think sorcerers slash wizards. Oh, and there's witches. I forgot witches. Also, there's been witches this whole time. There's Not sorcerers, witches the whole actual time. witches, like black magic witches, like Agatha. They're around as well. Where are all those fuckers when Thanos attacks? Huh? Like, uh, where, where, where is everyone? Like, like when the ancient one, right, in, in the Battle of New York, and we find out that the ancient one was just standing there on the roof, like, shoot yeah. down Jatari. I'm like, why the fuck aren't you joining the fight? Like, if she stands on that rooftop throwing lasers, she maybe takes down 20 guys at most. I mean, because the ancient one, she's probably seen that the Aven- that the Avengers defeat them, so she's like, eh, what the fuck? I don't need to do anything. But um, Lazy-ass Tilda Swinton won't get off the couch because she's like, eh, the Avengers probably have it sorted. Yeah, it gets, I suppose, yeah, it gets harder for, like, explaining why these people weren't there for um, all these events kind of thing. Um, like when when do when Dormammu came back? You think Agatha would have rocked up, or like some other witches as well, not those four guys? You think anyone else would have turned up? I mean, like it happened in Hong Kong. It's for like a whole time thing. They're magic. Uh, it, they could just magic their way there. I know it's 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 a complicated it's a complicated thing. It it's definitely complicated. I don't think it's as simple as just saying, ah, oh, they could just fucking rock up and solve the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe the witches don't give a fuck. You maybe, know, maybe. that the witches probably don't give a fuck, but the, the wizards, the wizards do. Um, yeah, the sorcerers are like, we protect the world from magical threats. I'm like, bullshit. Where were you when Wanda was going crazy? She's like, <laughs> there was a full two weeks where a fucking magical event was going down and none of you turned up. I call bullshit. Hey, maybe he was lost in the multiverse of madness. Ah! Or else he was just getting sandwiches with Wong. There's a 50-50 chance. just getting sandwiches with Wong. I I, I just want a TV show of it's just uh, Strange and Wong trying to find the best sandwich in New York. Oh, Uh. 11 episodes of that, no problem. (laughs) But even, and this is, we'll get back to the Eternals at some point. Yeah, it's like, hey, remember that time that fucking, I don't know, there was a huge attack on New York and like a bunch of terrorism went down and fuck, none of the wizards turned up and Spider-Man didn't turn up and fucking, I guess that must have been the week he was on vacation. Like, it just, the bigger problem with the MCU is the fact that like, no one ever turns up unless it's their story or a crossover movie. Does he have his powers in 2012? Wait, no, I'm talking about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, why sorry. Did, I thought. Why did Spider-Man just do fuck... Is that the week he's on vacation? Is that the week he's okay. like... Or even the fact, in Far From Home, there is a massive... There's four different times where massive weather-themed monsters turn up. And the magic community just like, nah, not worth looking into. Spider-Man probably has it. The one guy who shoots webs out of his hand, he's not. But hey, they defend against extra-dimensional threats. 
Except they kind of slept on Wanda and Agatha. Except they slept on Wanda and Agatha. <laughs> That's their bad. That's on them. Okay, That's on um, them. Back to the Eternals themselves. You realize I'm not talking much about the trailer because it's not an awful lot to go off of. I'll be real. There's not, yeah. There, there's not an awful lot to to go on. We kind of just get like, oh, here are the the people. We don't even get so much of like character introductions a whole lot. It's just like, ah, this person is here, and this person, and that person, ah, and they're like some ancient kind of super powered beings that came to Earth and taught humans to be human i guess and then they um, fucked off back to space or they've just they hidden in a question cave mark? or they've <laughs> like been living us the whole time i i've honestly no idea uh, living among us all the time but doing nothing else when anything goes actually, down that's the thing they bring it they bring it up in this uh trailer of it's just like oh we've st- stood aside for so long and now we intervene or something. And I'm like, well, you took your sweet fucking time, I guess. Um, you know what would have been really handy? When Thanos is about to click his fingers and wipe out all of half existence? If a guy with super speed ran in and just pulled his pants down. Or like stabbed yeah. him in the throat. Or grabbed one of the gems. Or just pulled the gauntlet off his hand for us. Like, that would have been handy. Just saying, guys. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the speedsters of the Marvel Universe are not so fucking broken like the Flash, so... I still think, like, a Quicksilver could have taken that gauntlet off before Thanos had a chance to react. Like, we seem to get cut off guard a couple of times, even with most of the stones. Yeah, as as, as I said, the speedsters of the Marvel Universe do have some form of limitation on him so they don't become whatever the fuck the Flash is because the Flash <laughs> could just solve anything really um, to be fair like you could just have Doctor Strange solve everything but he just chooses not to most of the time like even that battle I don't know why I'm railing against the wizards so hard I think it's just because there's so many of them and they just do fuck all all the time but like even the battle on Titan, you know, where it's like the, half the Guardians, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and fucking Doctor Strange taking out Thanos. Yeah. He, should, he could just open up his teleportation thing, go back and, like, get some of the boys and then come back. Like, hey, wizard guys, come on through. We got a big purple man to fight. I but uh but he looked through all the variations of the future and knew the one that would work. All I'm getting from this conversation is wizards are really fucking lazy. <laughs> they wouldn't fight in the Battle of New York. They wouldn't fight with Thanos Rocket the first time. It took half of existence to be wiped out for them to get off their asses. But yeah, um, you're right. We don't get any in- we don't get any introduction to the Eternals really. I mean, we like yeah. We see some of them, but it's not like. Hey, this is the Black Knight, and this is fucking um, Icarus, and this one's Medusa, or whatever. Wait, no, she's yeah, in, yeah. she's the Inhuman. But you get my point. In, inhuman. No, yeah, yeah no. I, I, I get you. Yeah, no, it, uh, it looks fun. I guess they got a big they got a big spaceship that looks kind of like a slice of pie. That's I mean, cool. yeah, they've got a funky looking spaceship. Um, looking fucking spaceship. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this doesn't have me as hyped as, like, say, the Shang Chi trailer had me. Shang Chi had me like, like, pumped. I'm like, this looks cool. This is gonna be action and karate and fucking like. You assassins. know what? 
that's that's fair. The Shang-Chi but like had a lot of fast paced kind of like, oh, Kung Fu fight. But I suppose it gave mm-hmm. us more in terms of the plot of like, this is Shang-Chi. This is the Mandarin. This is, you know, yeah. like we, we could get more of this. This is a teaser. So I guess they're just setting up for us. Who knows? Maybe we can we'll get become more hyped for it when uh, yeah. like a trailer and stuff gets released down the line. That being said, we're still going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> no matter no matter how disappointing the trailer is, we'll go see it and then we'll just complain afterwards or praise it. Same way like yeah. and let there be carnage. While it looks like absolute trash, I'm so excited to see it. It's gonna be terrible. Yeah. I can't wait. Like like you slap the Marvel logo on anything and we're probably gonna go watch it, you know. Yeah. As as I've said before, we are Marvel hoes. You oh, know, so I'm gonna reveal myself right now. I really don't care about the Black Widow movie. Spoilers, it's a movie for someone who's already dead. We know she's going to make it to the end of it. <laughs> Believe it or not, the events of Black Widow will not change the world. It, there will be no major difference in the Marvel Universe pre and post Black Widow. There, I mean, there won't be, but I think this is going to be more of an exploration of the, the character of Black Widow. And plus, we're getting, we're getting into some neat characters, you know, so question mark if they'll live to the end. At the end. Yeah, probably. David Harbour's going to die. How much money David Harbour's character's going to die? It's just the fact that, like, if if they don't die, then where the fuck were they in the battle of fucking, like, an endgame? We could have used an extra six guys, just saying. Just saying. Look, we've already brought up the amount of fucking people that could show up in endgame. Like, you know, the, just like, the Eternals. Where was the Eternals? (laughs) Where's the Eternals? Where was Black Widow's family? Uh, where were the New Yorkers? You know, so. You know what? I, I assume those New Yorkers did more damage in fucking <laughs> in the Avengers than the Wizards did. I think the fucking <laughs> the Jatari and the aliens they can fly to New York and then the guys are on the bridge throwing cans like, you mess with one New Yorker. You mess with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him, Spidey! And it comes to Peter Parker, who's like eight years old and doesn't have powers, and he's terrified. <laughs> Go get him, Spidey! Oh god! Yeah. Um, one sec. Do we have any more news? Um, I just checked the notes. Two seconds. Oh yeah. No. Um, before we get to the main topic of this week's episode, which is the review of Modoc. Yeah. Um, I think we gotta we gotta thank this week's sponsor, and that is Evan VPN. VPN is an access service that helps you jump between service providers without being tracked and without having companies see your data. Go to Evan VPN and it gives the code should have gone for the head for a 10% discount. I'll be real with you, couldn't think of a joke this week, kind of off the top of the head using an old one. That is Evan VPN not sponsored, not should have gone for the head. Have fun with it. I, I, Search I, up all the horse I, porn you want and you, no one can know you're doing it. Oh god. Uh oh. Let's move on with the review. I mean, like, I was gonna say, I think it you know what, repeating the brands is, is perfectly fine. Cause you know, like, have you ever watched just YouTube videos that is just constantly like NordVPN, ExpressVPN, fucking yeah. AFK Arena, Raid Shadow Legends, like, you know, it's I think I'll write down like ten of them for the joke and then like just keep rotating those until we get an actual sponsor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did get an offer of an actual sponsor, but, like, it was just a discount code, and it wasn't any free shit, so, like, we just kind of let it slide. We want free stuff, you know? 
Uh, we we're not. Who the sponsor was, or like, is that technically giving them free advertising? Uh, oh <laughs> shit! That just... sponsor. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> you know. I think we should mention it. I don't care if like if it's free advertising, just for the hilarity alone. There was a company um, called Shave My Balls that approached us. I wanted us to fucking do like a sponsorship thing with them. But they were going to give us a discount. We'd give them a shout out on the podcast or whatever. But it's just. Yeah. That it's, fucking name. <laughs> that fucking. Like, here's the thing. Like, I understand. Male grooming. Very important. You know, like, come on, guys. You gotta you got, you got look nice sometimes. And But, like, when it comes to, like, a company, like, say, like, the name Manscaped or something, you know, you're yeah, kind of being a little, that's a little clever subtle name. there. That's it's a clever good. name. Just calling your company straight up Shave My Balls. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how to take it seriously. They're very much the little equivalent of fucking Manscaping. Yeah. Like they're, they're very off-brand fucking. They're like, just, like. These companies are being too vague with what they do. We're we're yeah. gonna hit <laughs> hit the nail on that. It's manscaping for a cheaper and fucking more. I don't want to say civilized. What's the reverse of that? Um, uh, uneducated, feral. feral. <laughs> it cuts straight to the point. No subtlety, no nuance. Okay. Um, well, we just we just went off on a whole bit about a company that we were going to shout out, but fuck it. Oh, I mean, like I th- I think the the people needed to be educated on uh, think, this company and how not have... how not to make a brand name. Uh, you think the people at that company wear like the shirts that say "Shave My Balls" on it, like oh, the guys man, and I the girls? They, they have. I like, fucking hope they do. Like, oh, what if it's like a Google style scenario where it's like this big tech conglomerate and he's got these beautiful headquarters it's just has shaved my balls along the side of the building and fucking all, all the fucking like the key cards to get in there like the security badges are shaped like testicles yeah oh, oh my god <laughs> they really go with that branding oh fucking hell yeah. alright um talk about a not fucking branding name um let's move on to the topic of this week's episode shall we Rihanna, yes did we want did we watch a show this week? We did. We actually ended up watching uh, Modoc, which is a new show that was released on. It well is being released on Disney Plus, but uh, was released uh, in full on Hulu. Yeah, so uh, this is show America we actually and a couple of other places. You have all episodes already, but if you're here in yeah. Ireland or the UK or I think Australia as well, you only have yeah. the first two episodes at the moment, which is a weird like. Yeah, but uh, yeah. through some like VPN nonsense, I was able to watch the whole series. So hey, um, exactly. We used Evan VPN. And we watched every episode. We used, we used Evan VPN exactly. We we watched the just, whole series. So. For the sake of it, we're going to talk about it. We're going to review it. But for the sake of not spoiling it, I think we'll only spoil the first two episodes because people have access yeah. to those two episodes. We can discuss the whole series of what we thought, but like we'll keep it vaguer for the later episodes because there's some reveals in there that I think. The joke is how shocking your reveal it is. So I think like we're better off we're better off not spoiling those exact twists. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, okay. M- Modoc is a new show. It's uh, it's funny because we haven't really brought it up a whole lot up until I think like last week and stuff. And it was always one of those shows. I was like, I should mention this on the podcast, but I I don't know. I um, forgot it was happening. Like I saw like one yeah. trailer, I'm like that looks pretty fun, I guess. And then completely like blanked on it until the first episode was out. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So happy so, I did. 
Why yeah, you, so who is Modok? Sorry, Brianna, you want to tell us who yeah. is Modok? Modok is he's I think is, is, he's an Iron Man villain uh, in the comics and stuff, and yeah, he kind of uh, floats around. He's like okay, he's an Iron Man villain. Sometimes he's a bit. He's originally a Captain America of all things. Really? Yeah, but like oh. recently they just kind of they swap in between everyone. So sometimes he fights the Fantastic Four. Sometimes he fights the Avengers. Sometimes uh, he just, just fights Iron everyone. Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, we we got we came up with the name last week, which is is uh, like uh, mecha- no, it's not mechanical machine. organism. It's machine, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. I'll I'll look it up again. <laughs> More down. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's something like. Uh, okay, give it one more try. Give it, yeah. Mental organism designed only for killing. Bang on. Yay. That is 100%. This is the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing all over again where, like, I take, like, two minutes to remember what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for. Like, Strategic (laughs) Command Intelligence and Logistics Division or something like that. I always get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, um, fucking basically, he's a big floaty chair head man. He just, this guy is 90% head. I was describing him the other day and I was just like, whatever villain you're picturing, picture him who's mostly head, no torso, just head with arms and legs. To be fair, we get some instances where he's out of his big floaty chair, and honestly, it's kind of disturbing how fucking big his head is compared to the size of his body. It's kind of like, oh my god, how is this child, how is is this person functioning? The Uh, first joke, like, literally one of the first jokes in the season is, like, um, he's, like, he's at little Modox after being beaten up because of the size of his head. And his yeah. mother is like talking about how he's to her he's beautiful with his big womb wrecking head. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately caught me off guard. He's like, one day you're gonna change the world. And then it cuts to him fucking like fighting Iron Man and like taking down the shield helicarrier and like attacking New York. Oh god. No, it's I mean, it, it, it's a dude, it's a solid show. Like oh, yeah. it's the same guys who did Robot Chicken, like that all the stop motion for Robot Chicken. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like st- the animation's yeah. rad. Here's what gets me is we don't get a lot of this stuff because well, it takes forever to do stop motion animation. Yeah, like whether it's Lego or clay or whatever, it's one of the nicest and purest forms of animation. It's one of the oldest as well, but it's also yeah so slow and hard to do because you gotta like take a picture, move the puppet, take a picture, move the puppet, take mm-hmm. a picture, and then you play twenty four second twenty four of those back to back one second yeah. of animation. But like if you're doing like what three hours of animation per season of this, it takes forever. That said, yeah, I mean, it's so impressive what they do with the show. Like, no, when you get good stop motion animation, it looks it looks fucking great. You know? Oh yeah. Um, like like Wallace and Gromit or like fucking Nightmare Before Christmas and like um, that stuff. Fucking my go-to is Kubo and the Two Strings. Is that like? Oh yes. Or like Frankenweenie, maybe like that kind of stop motion. It's like yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful and artistic. It feels really tactile. The show feels really like tactile. That said, uh, it's so weird because like it just takes forever. I, I used to do stop motion when I was a child, and like mm-hmm. some of the shots and shit they do in here, I'm like, that's so like, especially when they have lots of characters on screen. I'm like, that's so impressive. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, 10 years of doing Robot Chicken has really, like, stood to them. That makes sense. My only question so is, 
with the exception of Modok, do they CGI the mouths of the characters? Or uh, some of them, I, some of them, I think they are because, like, just yeah, take a time and speed. Some of them, I think, yeah. it's just cardboard cutouts of mouths that they're like flicking between. I'd have to go back. And oh, check, okay. Yeah, yeah, because I, I I was really trying to struggle to tell there sometimes, which, you know, might be good, might be bad, entirely up to you. Um, so basically, the story of Lodok is he's this little boy who's born with an abnormally big head, and because of that, he's bullied. So he invests all his time in science and, like, becoming smarter, and he wants to change the world. He wants to make a utopia where no one will be bullied like that ever again. Yeah. And to do that, he becomes a supervillain in the Marvel Universe is all... Yeah, because science is power, I guess. And being an evil scientist is like the best way to get powerful in the Marvel universe. I suppose. He joins AIM and becomes a big floaty chair head man. <laughs> then he decides to take on his arch rival, which is Iron Man, which is so fucking funny. What do you think of John Hamm as Iron Man? Oh man, there's dude. There's so many. Like, there's so much casting in this uh show that really caught that really caught me off guard i was kind of like oh shit it's that person kind of thing you know okay pan oswald kills it as modok by the way oh like, yeah he's got a writing credit on this one i think he's a producer but like he's fucking he gives so much character to this fucking like this big floaty chairhead man it's so fucking good <laughs> No, oh, dude, just the voice acting in this show is is fucking great, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So spoilers for, like, I think it's episode three or four. But, like, basically Wonder Man turns up, a character I never thought we'd see in anything ever. He yeah. Up, and he's voiced by Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, he does such a good job of making him just kind of a smug prick. It's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to like look through here. I'm trying to get to points, but uh, spoiling it because once again, only the first two episodes are out here in Ireland and like most places. But then in a lot of the world, yeah. they have all the episodes, so it's kind of hard to like balance that. Oh uh, fuck! What did you think of? So in, in AIM, if you're not familiar with AIM because if you've only seen the movies or whatever, there's these guys in these big yellow jumpsuits, and like they're all faceless goons who all look and sound the same, like stormtroopers in many ways. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I love the one guy. He just gets his arm blown off by Modok. And there's just a running bit about he keeps asking to have it reattached and there's never enough time to do it. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's the fact that, like, I think the one thing I like about this show is that these, like, kind of, like, these small little gags from, like, one episode, they carry over to the other episodes. So, like, yeah, he gets his arm blasted off in the first episode, but, like, it's a consistent thing throughout the rest of the season that, you know, he just has one arm and, like, he won't reattach or whatever. But, like, he just becomes, he, he becomes his own side character, this kind of faceless goon in the first in the episode, which I kind of love. Um, he's just obsessed with Modok and, like, he's just obsessed with Modok. His love for Modok overpowers like his relationship with his boyfriend or anything. He's like, I'm. Yeah. He's just like working out. And he's thinking about Modok. It's <laughs> one arm really buff. It's so funny. And even then, when he takes everything off to work out, he leaves the yellow aim helmet on, so you never see his yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you think about Modok's family? Because this is the weird twist of the show. So like, Modok's this like complex super villain, and he's like real powerful and destructive and then the reveal is 
he's kind of a loving family man. Well, I say loving. He's a family man. Look, we, I think it becomes established that his family is probably as, as problematic as he is. Um. Wait, one second. You're breaking up a bit. You're saying his family is oh. as problematic as he is. But like, yeah. he starts off and you're like, Murdoch's the most fucked one of all of these people. But then you yeah. find out, no, they're all kind of fucked. And it's great. Like, yeah. My, um, one of my one of my favorite parts is Modoc's daughter. So like he has two kids, and his son is just like a regular eight year old. Hello, a dog has just joined me. Ah, he wants to come talk about Modoc as well. But yeah, no. Yeah. Um, for all the listeners at home, I'm going to do the rest of the show holding a wet dog. Um, <laughs> his son Rocky, is just like, do you have any input? <laughs> bark, bark, love stop motion. Oh, he just tried to lick the mic. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, <laughs> in the fucking, we find out he's like his 11 year old kid is just like, he's this normal, like little Jewish boy or whatever. And then his like 16 year old daughter is just like a teenage version of Modoc. Like she's got the big <laughs> yeah. chair, like a crystal in her head. She shoots lasers. So that was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> that was a go to joke that just kept getting me. Oh, it's so fucking. And his wife is like a book deal is like has like big book deals and she wants to be an influencer and like Oh yeah, she's like a Gwyneth Paltrow kind of thing, you know, of like uh fix your there's, life, there's, you know. There's literally there's a joke in there with it she wants to get as famous as Goop. <laughs> yeah. Funny. But, fucking, uh, but yeah, no, basically, um the first two episodes established that Modox company aim is out of money. Because apparently doing all these big super villain hijinks and building death lasers and Big lava filled headquarters. It's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. And it's really expensive. So they're basically broke. So they get bought out by what I'm guessing is like the equivalent of like Facebook in that universe. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I think because like Grumble, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a Google esque company. Although Google yeah. exists in this universe as well. So it's really tough one to call. Yeah, um, it's like it's kind of like Google and like Amazon and a bit of Facebook. They like all kind of join together because like one of the big yeah. things is they want Modoc to build them like their version of the Alexa. Yeah. Holy shit! Like just as I said, that mind lit up. Like she heard me say. <laughs> okay, Amazon's listening now. Actually, Amazon, if you are listening, we want another season of Invincible. It's so good. Give us more. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, Papa Jeff, just please uh, give me more Invincible. If you can, if you can, just, just, just a little bit more invincible. If, you, if you're out there listening, no, no, be no. Honest, Jeff Bezos does not deserve there. the title of Papa. That's reserved only for Feige. <laughs> to be fair, we know we know he's always listening, unless you're using Evan VPN, in which case he won't get you. <laughs> oh, Rocky has just left the podcast, unfortunately. Oh no, Rocky! You were the best co-host. He's off on another adventure. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. What did you think of the super adaptoid? Oh my god, is <laughs> do you just get shit on? Like I feel sorry for him actually. So funny, because like the super adaptoid in the comics is basically like he's this robot who can no matter what powers you have, he can just adapt and copy and like do shit. Or he can like change yeah. it to other people or whatever. He's like a big Avengers villain. And yeah. this, he's basically like He's basically Modoc's house assistant. Yeah, like, yeah. they're like, hey, the juicer's on the fritz again. And he's like, I am not a juicer. I'm a living Cynthia B. And then, like, he presses a button and, like, juice comes flying out of his stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
But yeah, no, there's some um, emotional moments in this show. Like, there's genuinely like there, there is. Like, I think I, 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 you know what? This show is, it's, it's good. It's, it's pretty solid. There's some jokes in there I genuinely laughed out loud at. And there's so many, like, Marvel references in it that, like, oh. you know, what, if what you're a casual it? fan, you'll get, if you're a hardcore fan, there's some, like, really small ones in there that will fucking get you. Yeah. Um, like, even, like, for the casual fans, if you've only, like, seen the movies and stuff. There's yeah. literally a moment where he'll go through a trophy room and you'll see the Infinity Gauntlet and fucking Ant-Man's helmet and they look spot on for the movie versions. Yeah. Like after watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was just really funny to me that there's there's a subplot or like a running joke about stealing Captain America's shield. Like, <laughs> we just had a whole like six episode show about that concept more or less. So it was just really yeah. funny that they have a throwaway joke about it. Um, no, no, but there's... Uh, no, I was gonna say there's some some smaller stuff as well. Like I think you brought this up last week. There's the whole thing about Fing Fang Foom, and I was <laughs> fucking dying. <laughs> oh, it's so because there's a moment where he also has a dream sequence. <laughs> sequence with Fing Fang Foom, and it's, it's they're recreating the never ending story, but it's Modoc and Fing Fang Foom. Fucking one of my favorite references, and anyone who watches the show. Well, no, we always talk about Mephisto. We always bring up yeah. Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. And there's a moment where it cuts to like a talk show with Modoc's um, wife on it because she's like trying to promote her book Jody. or whatever. Jody. And yeah. there's um, fucking it cuts to uh, like the version of Mephisto who has two babies for forearms, both of Wanda's <laughs> kids as his arms. The thing we've been referencing since WandaVision started about Mephisto stealing Wanda's kids and turning him into his arms. It's just a fucking book host in this universe, like a, like an Oprah type. Oh, I love it. Fucking, they commit to the design, so his forearms <laughs> from the from the from the forearm back is a regular arm, but from like halfway up, it's just a child's torso into a regular baby. Like it's so fucking funny. It's so weird. Or they like... just commit to it. Oh yeah, there's just like there's so many there's so many like small like more obscure stuff they bring up like they reference the like the brood show up in it for a moment like um there's all these sure. minor fucking villains show up which i love and my favorite um, thing was and i looked it up afterwards all those minor villains all real comic villains all like, real comic book villains yeah i thought they'd invented some of them for the show nope every single one comes from the comics <laughs> like that's really impressive fucking Trying to think of some more of these. Obviously, Iron Man turns up, so that's not exactly a deep cut. Yeah. But like Wonder Man, for example. That's a yeah. fish cut. Like, that's. He's not in any of the movies, not in any of the TV shows. Wonder Man's kind of like a niche comics thing, and like, they bring him into it, and it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck it. Honestly, like, after finishing the season, this might have been the best finale to like a Marvel show this year. Like Ooh. those last episodes, I genuinely think they're as strong, if not stronger, than the one in the finale. They're way stronger than the finale. It's you know those last few episodes, they are good. Uh, you know what? Yeah, no, it is good. I think it's the the very the very last thing that happens really caught me off guard. Right, because you like um, without spoiling it, you're like, oh, we we know where this is gonna go. We know exactly what the reveal is gonna yeah. be. Yeah. He's going to pick family over such and such and he'll have learned a lesson. Nope. Yeah. 
Nope. Uh, yeah, that really caught me off guard. I loved that um, twist. Like, it took me a minute. And then I realized I had no more episodes after that. I was like, what the fuck? I love this so yeah. much. No, I definitely want season two of this. Oh, like, um, we have to get a season two. That's, that's why I'm like, I want a full episode about this, just so I can inspire people to go watch it. Because, like, <laughs> if we can get one more person to watch Modoc, that is a win for me, if not a few of them. Because, like, this show is maybe the best Marvel show I've seen all year. Like, oh, wow. Coherent, because it feels the most Marvel. Like, this is the other shoe, the other two, obviously, they're MCU shows. They're not like Marvel shows. They're, they're taking from the cinematic universe. But this yeah. show, you could set in the Marvel, like in the Marvel Comics universe, and it would 100% work. Like, if this was a book, I'd 100% believe it. This is yeah. the most Marvel show I've seen all year, and it's probably my, I want to say favorite. It's like the one that's yeah. consistently good the whole way through. That makes any sense. It's it's a tough one for me to call because I guess they like the shows are so vastly different from each other. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like a completely different ballpark and stuff, but yeah, no, it's 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 a good time, and like as you said, it's like it's funny, but also you you were saying earlier, there's some actual like real emotional moments in this yeah. this series as well, where you're like, oh shit, I actually give a shit about this giant man and the float, this giant headed man in the floating <laughs> chair. <laughs> it, it caught me off guard how much I cared about all the family stuff. It was like, yeah. Because I, I came into this one like, okay, it's going to be like villain of the week or like problem of the week. And this time Modoc doesn't like the type of coffee. And this time it's such and such. But it's like, no, it's it's a broken man trying to make his life better and pull everything back together and like make his family happy and balance that with like his ambitions in life. And like he feels like a failure sometimes. And there's literally yeah. a version of him who sees him as a failure. Like that really caught me off. That was... I thought that was more impactful than 95% of the stuff that's happening in Winter Soldier. I'll be real. No, that's, Obviously, that's fair. I genuinely think the show will speak to a lot more people. If they can get past the fact it's about a big floaty man in the chair. If you can get past, <laughs> that, you can get past that, the emotional payoff is so worth it. It's so good, so worth it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else we can talk about. Do you think we're going to get a season two? Probably what I was going to um, ask. I think, did they confirm a season two last month or something? I'll um, look it up there, because obviously the ending, without spoiling it, does set up a season two. It so does like, set up a season two, so I think I think we will. Um, I can only assume it's, it, it, like, I mean, like, we've only had the first two episodes out on Disney Plus over here at the moment, but um, uh, I, I can see it getting popular enough for uh, season two because there's, there's, there's a just there's, there's a l- there's rumors but there's no confirmation that Modoc oh, okay. is happening okay but there i suppose you can say there's a lot of love put into this show you know right. it's it's like it is a marvel show probably written by marvel nerds for marvel nerds you know and you you can tell by that just by like as I said, like the the really sometimes the really obscure references, or just it's it's clear like Pat it, Oswald and the boys just love comics. Like oh yeah, every joke in there, it's like it's like this is from someone who's been reading these a very long time and isn't ashamed to be like, hey, 
there's some weird shit in here. There's some like really fucked up weird shit in here, but we're gonna talk about. Oh it yeah, it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, no, there's some some really bizarre stuff in there, but they're like, yeah, no, this is weird. We like. <laughs> and they embrace all of it, and I kind of love that. And it feels like a lived-in universe as well. Like hmm. we don't see Captain America once. But there's reference yeah. to stealing his shield. And because you've seen all the movies and whatever, you know who he is. So all you need to do is see the shield go flying past and you know exactly what all that means and like who that guy is. And it's great. Ah, fuck. I love this show. I really want a season two. Like, honestly, mm. give me give me three, four more seasons of this. Like, no problem. It's like, obviously, yeah. it's going to take forever to make the season two. Because like, just how expensive the show is and how long it takes to do stop motion. So, like, it might be another year or so before we get a season two, but I really want a season two. Like, where would you rank this in order of, like, Marvel shows that have come out this year? Ooh, where would I rank this? Um, fudge. Uh, you know what? I think purely because I, I just, I really, really liked WandaVision. Uh, I think it might go under WandaVision, but above Falcon and Winter Soldier. See, I'm I'm conflicted, but honestly, I think I agree with your opinion. I think like yeah, WandaVision won out slightly more because like it genuinely made me cry twice. So I yeah. guess it wins in that category. That said, I think Modok's more consistently good. It doesn't hit the emotional high point of WandaVision, but like all things considered, it's consistently good the whole way through. Yeah. And as much as I love the high points of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that show is not consistent whatsoever. Like, there's yeah, high you points get, in there. There's high and low points episodes. in there. there exactly, there's not a bad episode of Modoc, if that makes any sense. Like, there's yeah. there, There's never one where I'm just like, ugh, what did we get from the episode? I, yeah, I, I was I, always engaged. I was always having fun. Yeah, no, I agree with that because I ended up watching most of the series in one sitting. Um, yeah. I was exactly, and I like, opened up five and five. Uh, no, so yeah. I went one, then four episodes, then the last five episodes together. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much ended up watching, I think, like nine episodes in one go uh, for, for this this episode, for this podcast. But um, I was worried, like, I was like, oh God, it's nine episodes. Like, granted, it's only like 20 minute episodes kind of thing, but like, oh, I'm probably yeah. going to get burned out real hard from this. And I didn't. Because I actually got invested in it, and I was like, oh, no, shit, I actually want to see more of this. So, which is, um, which is funny, if you contrast that with the Agent Carter episode, where, like, you can, act, you can hear it in my, because I listen back, you can hear in my voice when the burnout kind of hit. Because, like, yeah. I, I'm, like, enthusiastic talking about the first couple left, so then I'm like, oh, yeah, and then they rock up, and they fucking, they find some, I don't know, some rush. Find, find some people. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. But, like, that show, when we were reviewing that, I really burnt out on that. That really, like, it tuckered me out, yeah. to be real. I was tired after that one, but, like, Modoc was always like, fun. It was always engaging. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. It's, there's some really just great emotional beats in there, though. It's like, oh, fuck. I love this show. I genuinely do love this show. Again, yeah, it's a show that gives you, makes you give a shit about, like, Modoc of all villains, you know? So It blows my mind, because I was like, Obviously, the big high point of this year is the first year we're getting all these live-action Marvel shows that are actual yeah. Marvel shows that are actually, like, in the MCU where they're good-quality Marvel shows. Yeah. Contrast to that, like, fucking 
the two highlights of like superhero stuff this year for me have both been animated. Neither of them have been live action. Between Modoc and Invincible, yeah. those have been two of the high points of like this year for me. Comparatively, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't exactly soar. Also, I love making yeah. slash soar slash uh-huh. with that show. And like WandaVision, as much as I love the finale and the start, there was definitely some like weakness towards the middle, I think. There was like That's fair. Uh, there was kind of like a weak center to it, if that makes sense. But like no yeah. fucking these two animated shows have just blown me away. Like they fucking they've got they've reminded me how why I love animation so much because they can tell way bigger stories. But still oh, like yeah. kind of feel emotional and good. Which I think no, the fucking it's... It's it's really solid. No, it's just making me think that like, like ever since I think is it Marvel the the Marvel TV television kind of got folded into Marvel Studios. Like we're gonna get actual high quality stuff that's outside the MCU now, which makes me happy. Um. Yeah. It's it's a great time to be a fan for all this shit. I like yeah. One second there. Uh, when is the next Marvel show? Because I know it's Loki, but what is the release date on that again? Is it? It's the sixth of June, isn't it? Um, I shall double check. I think it's. I think you're spot on. There might be day after that. Loki release. Ninth of June. Ninth of June. So ninth of June. Think what you said. Flipping up the names. Ninth of June. Yeah, yeah. Fucking um, it's insane because it goes from the ninth of June to the fourteenth of July. I have it up here in front of me. And then on the eleventh of June, you also have Black Widow. So not Black. June, July. So 11th of July. Yeah. So like, you'll have Black Widow, and then three days later, the last episode of Loki as well. So they're basically the same week. Yeah. Which is going to be uh, fun for trying to plan out podcast episodes and whatever. Oh, right. I think that, that I think that might just have to be a two-episode week, you know? <laughs> I think that could just be a two-episode week. I think we might just have uh, to do it. We might yeah, just no, have to uh, do it. I'll be real with you. This is the first time in a while I forgot to put on the time recording thing for the episode, so I don't know how long. <laughs> I'm trying to like judge it. I'm like, we started at like twenty past eleven, so we're somewhere around an hour or so. Um, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Final thoughts on Modoc before we wrap all this up. I uh, really enjoyable show. Uh, it has uh, like it has some like great moments in there, like quality writing, great voice acting. Uh, made me laugh out loud a couple of times, which you know is always good. Uh, I would highly recommend people to to check it out. Um, oh. um, yeah. yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree. This is one of, if not the best Marvel show of the year so far, and that is high praise from a podcast that started around talking about Marvel shows. Like, yeah, <laughs> this this series was an absolute treat. If you're any kind of Marvel fan, from comics to television to whatever. This show is so worth watching. It is funny. It is good. Oh my god! It is just so so good. Like it's weird trying to talk about it without spoilers, but like it is something to be experienced for yourself. This fucking floaty head man and his um, an amazing terrifying family. Just just go watch it. Like please go watch it. I want more people I can talk to about Modok. I want everyone to be talking about Modok. I want to see babies in Modoc t-shirts. I want to see dogs dressed up as Modoc for Halloween. I want all of that. You should and dress Rocky up as Modoc for Halloween. Yes. Oh, I, I could dress as the Hydra guy and like put one arm into my sleeve and then get Rocky dressed up as fucking Modoc. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. 
if we could just stop a couple of movies being made, like, I don't know, fucking Craven the Hunter or fucking Morbius, if we just stop those being made and just make more yeah. Murdoch instead, I'll be pretty happy with that. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that I'm like, stop, stop Morbius from being made. The movie's already been made. The movie's, like, done. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can we just undo it? Can we just like can we, can we just have it not exist, please? Can we just can we move it to like the trash can or whatever computer Sony has it hidden on? And I mean, like I mean we talk shit, but we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch uh, it, Jack. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> or we're gonna do it. I will watch Morbius, but it will be the drunkest episode of the podcast so far. <laughs> like I will be I will be catatonic more or less like Morbius is a he's, bloody, he's a living vampire and he fucking, he he's not even a real vampire. Just um, like this movie, he sucks. <laughs> Got him. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I guess I think we'll call it here. I think this is the end of the episode. Yeah. No. I think, I think this, this is a nice, nice ending. You know, we've we've talked about as much as we can uh, without yeah, with- going into huge spoilers yeah. and stuff, which we might revisit once the final episode uh, airs um, uh, over here. Yeah. What does um, it send? That that would be perfect. That's actually a really good idea. But like between yeah. now and then, um, I think we should start the tradition of every episode. We finish it with just insulting Jared Leto in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie Morbius is gonna suck. Do you have anything to add to your hatred of Jared Leto? Share with uh, Like, dude, there's method acting, and then there's being an asshole. So, uh... <laughs> and Jared Leto is really good at one of those. Yeah. Oh God. But thanks for listening, everyone. Just... I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's brightened your day and fucking whatever this show does for you. I hope it's been good. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I guess just even on that, just like really appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. You know, um, it's just happy to know there's some people listen to our dumb conversations. <laughs> it's so good. And like, as I was talking to Rihanna about this all fair, I think I might as well chuck it in here now. Soon, you're going to have even more places to listen to us. Because guess what, baby? We're moving to YouTube. We're moving to the big bad city of YouTube. So now you're going to be able to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, coming very, very soon. By that, I mean, like, either next week or the week after. Yeah. So I'm just happy anyone's willing to listen to it at any given time. And don't worry, I am going to learn how to edit audio better at some point. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm getting there. It's on, it's on the to-do list. I have it it's, written it's out a as a post-it. learning curve, you know? It's on, it's on the post-it note next to the wall of Henry Cavill paintings. <laughs> my shrine of Henry Cavill anyway the, this has been an extended way of thanks for listening everyone hope you've had a good episode and if they want to watch us or listen to us or get in contact with us where should they go what should they do yeah so uh, if you want to get in touch with us and you know just send us a message or a comment just saying like hey you guys are great or hey you guys missed this um, you can hit us up on Instagram. So we are sh- uh, gone for the head uh, underscore between the spaces. And if you want to follow us individually, Jack is uh, Jack Long il- uh, Illustrations, and I am at Rian Rian and Conic. So you can find us there. Yeah, and seem to be the should have gone for the head YouTube page if we ever start working on that eventually. Yeah, now you've said it. Now you have to do it. <laughs> I know. You see, that's something like admitting to it here on air means I have to do it now. I have to like 
obviously yeah. I started a new job, but it actually means I've got more time to work on podcast stuff rather than less, which is kind of nice. So I yeah, will yeah. get to this. Don't worry. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good week. I've been Jack. And I've been Rhiannon. And thanks for listening. And don't forget, Jared Leto is the worst, and you should watch MODOK. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye.